Welcome to Simply Christ, where we make Jesus Christ our master, and we learn to explore and live in the spiritual realm. I want to welcome you to the podcast. If you have not subscribed, please do so. Hit the subscribe button. Also, make sure to share these podcasts with your friends, and check out our website, simplychrist.org. That's simplychrist.org, as well as our YouTube channel, Simply Christ. You'll recognize it by the same branding, the same look that we have here on our podcasts. Welcome to our first Friday Weekender. This is a time in which we examine our past podcast. We talk a little bit about it, and we look at what's coming up for the next week and kind of leave you with a word of encouragement. These are going to be shorter podcasts on Fridays, and our Mondays are our longer ones where we will discuss a new topic that's coming up. The topic that we talked about last week, or this week, I should say, in our last podcast was grace, examining grace. And I hope you had an opportunity to think about those things and maybe do some examination of the scriptures and maybe tie in some different uh, scriptures and verses and look at to, into as to what they mean and maybe look at them in a different way in which you had been maybe accustomed to or had been taught. If you have not listened to that, go back and listen to them. But what we discussed was the idea of what grace is and Maybe it's contrary to what we've always been taught, and we have been taught about what grace is in our churches, and we have come to have an understanding of what grace is as the idea which may not really be true, in essence, what we've always been taught, and that is the idea that grace and mercy are interchangeable, and we've always heard it as God's unfavored mercy or his merit in other words, something we don't deserve. It's undeserved merit. So we have all these different kind of ideas, but even then, what does that mean, undeserved merit? Um, that's often is what is called grace, and really often it's called mercy interchangeably, but we understand that that's not what mercy is. That's not what grace is. Mercy is the fact that we have grace, and grace is not some kind of idea that floats out there that sounds good, but we really don't even know what it means. And when we say that it's it's something that just God gives us and he favors us and we really don't deserve it, well, we understand that, but what does that even mean in itself? It, and many times I find these descriptions kind of causing more confusion than asking more questions than they really answer. And really, if we understand what grace is, we will understand that it has a deep impact on our spiritual lives. We're able to live the life that we're called to live because grace is the power that God gives us. It is spiritual power. It is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit living in us to do the th things that Jesus has asked us and wants us to do as his followers. So if we cannot live a life that is a life of good or or having a life of morality or living a life that produces fruit, if we're not able to do that under, under our own power, how do we do that? Well, we do that through a spiritual infusion, if you want to call it that. An infusion, I mean, uh, we used to, in Southeast Texas, we used to put and infuse turkeys. We used to take turkeys and infuse them with all kinds of seasoning, them deep fry them, and they were great. It means that they were just soaked with all kinds of seasonings, and they were the, what they call turkey infusers. A lot of you probably know what I'm talking about. Those of you who don't, go check it out on the web. I think you'll really 
learn a new recipe maybe for this upcoming Thanksgiving. But understand that it is the same idea, if you want to look at it that way, in which the Holy Spirit comes into our spirit, it fills our lives, and then we are able to do the things that God wants us to do. Grace is not some idea that God was nice and was happy, and he said, okay, I like you now, so therefore you have this grace, you have this this favor. It's not merited, you didn't earn it, but now you have this favor. Now, that's not that's not what it is. Grace is power. Grace is the electricity that runs through the spiritual life. It's the juice. It's the power that lives within you to do these things, because we are called to produce fruit. And if we do not produce fruit, then we are not living in the kingdom. So what is this fruit, and how do I do it? If I could produce fruit on my own, then I don't need a spiritual life. I don't need that because I just go to church, be happy, and that's it. I don't have to live a spiritual life because God doesn't require anything of me. And that's nothing even close to what's mentioned in the gospel. That's not even anything close to what's mentioned in anywhere in the New Testament scriptures, or in the, even in the Old Testament. We are called to live a spiritual life, but we can't do it. So how do we get it? Well, God gives us the Spirit to do these things, to live these things. I know that might sound strange to a lot of people, and some of you might be saying, well, yeah, we understand that, but bear with me because there's a lot of people who do not have that idea of grace. They have the idea of grace that it is just something that, you know, God gives you this grace. He kind of likes you now. He didn't like you in the beginning, but now that you believe Jesus is his son, he now likes you. And there you go. You now have favor with God. But that is not what it is. And I, and I, and I don't mean to stress on that so much, but it's sad because what happens is many times people develop that idea and they go into life not producing any fruit. And unfortunately, there are many pastors who don't even teach the concept of a spiritual life or a spiritual power that we live under. And and that's sad because we are called to live that way. You know, it's very interesting because many other religions and beliefs do have the idea that you have to produce a fruit. You have to produce some type of a change in life. But for some reason in Christianity, we have this idea that all it is is just believing that Jesus is the Son of God, and that is it. Everything is all taken care of. We can live however we want to. That is not true. That's why we are called to live spiritually. The difference is, is in other religions, it's done through a self-power. It's done through a, a works or a moral law. You follow these pillars or you follow these, these beliefs and you're okay. But it's totally different in Christianity because in Christ what happens is Jesus gives us the spirit to do the things and contact our spirit and live with our spirit. That's why it's important to be able to, to hear from God. And that is what we're going to be talking about next week. In our next episode, we are going to be discussing how to hear from God and the importance of why we have to hear from God, this relationship we have from him. When we think about the great spiritual leaders, the the individuals from long ago, we find out that they're close to God because they heard from God, they talked to God. We've always started off our podcast with Jesus being our master, making him our master, and learning to live in the spiritual life and explore the spiritual realm. Well, if we're going to make Jesus our master, we want to be like him. Well, we have to be able to hear from God. And how do we hear from him? 
Can we hear from God the way that Jesus does or did when he was on this earth? Can we do it that way? Can, or do we have that same type of ability to hear from God? I say yes, we do have that ability. We do have that power. In fact, we're called to do that. We're, we're asked to do that. We're encouraged. We're implored to do those things. So we're going to be looking next week at how to hear from God, what's involved with hearing from God. And what I don't want to call them steps because they're not steps. This is not some technique that you do. This is not some type of action that you take in the sense of a recipe. Follow these five easy steps. Or sometimes, you know, you've seen on the Internet this one weird trick taught you how to do this. Remember when that was big, whenever you saw those ads on the Internet, it would be like how to lose weight with this one weird trick. Well, this isn't a weird trick. Hearing from God is not a weird trick. It's right there in front of us. And it is so easy. It's, it's such a, it's, and it's so life-changing. But it's so easy. It's so simple. That's what we call this simply Christ. It's such a simple process, for the lack of a better term. Don't hold me to that term process. But it's the best way I can describe it right now. It's so simple and so much at your fingertips that you're going to be amazed how simple this is and the rewards that you get from it. So make sure you tune in next Monday when we put our web, our, our podcast up. And we're also going to be looking at it on our web, um, on our YouTube channel. So make sure you tune into our either our YouTube channel or our podcast if you are more likely to listen to podcasts. Some people don't have the ability to hear audio or, or hear video or see video, especially in some of the foreign countries. We have a lot of listeners from places like Myanmar. We have people from uh, India, Nepal. Uh, Bhutan even, and some people from overseas. I think we also have some people from uh, some Spanish-speaking countries, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to do some translations into some of our YouTube channels into some foreign languages. We're, we're looking for that. And in fact, if you are able to even volunteer and do some of that, we'd greatly appreciate it. Again, next week we're going to be looking at the idea of hearing from God. How do we hear from it? And if we don't hear from God, we can't experience this grace. We can't understand it. We can't live it. So make sure you tune in. Let's end today with a word of encouragement. And we are going to be talking briefly about, well, encouragement. What a better way to start off this podcast than with encouragement, right? This is going to be from Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, uh, don't know who exactly who the writer of the Hebrews or to the Hebrews was, but Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 is where we're at. Looking unto one another in the encouragement of love and of good works, and you should not be forsaking our gathering together as in the manner of certain men, but rather seeking out one another, especially how much you see that day drawing near. For if a man is in willful sin from after, after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there isn't from that point on a sacrifice offered in place of sins, but rather he is destined for the fearful judgment and a zealous fire that consumes the enemies. So often people think that verse 25 is talking about church. You know, I grew up thinking that, and it was taught all this, that, and in fact, I even preached it when I was in this denomination, this group, was that you're supposed to go to church because it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, forsake not the assembling of yourselves, or the assembly, and people meant that as you had to go to church. Now, there's a little bit of truth in that, 
Why? Because we should be encouraging each other whenever we are together. And, well, it stands to reason that we're going to be get together on a Sunday. We should be encouraging. So we want to get together on those encouragement to, on those days to encourage each other. However, that is not just the gist of it. That's not what it's all about. What we're supposed to be doing is any time we are together, any time we are assembling together or gathering together, we should be encouraging each other. Let me read verse 25 again. This is from the Aramaic Scriptures. I'll leave a link in the description. It says, And you should not be forsaking our gathering together, as in the manner of certain men, but rather seeking out one another, especially how much you see that day drawing near. I think there's two takeaways from this, and that is any time we are together. Two or more are gathered in my name, I am there with them, says Jesus. But also it says in the same verse, seeking out one another. We should be contacting each other, getting together, seeking out one another, contacting each other to say, "How, hey, how are you? What's been happening? I know you're going through a tough time. Let me encourage you. That's what encouragement is. This is not a verse about telling you you've got to go to church. This is a verse telling you to encourage each other. So I'm going to implore you and ask you to encourage each other Call each other, find out those individuals that are suffering, going through difficult times, whether depressed about something, they're facing a great difficulty. Encourage them. Even, even if you don't think they are, just call them out because it doesn't have to be someone who's going through a tough time. It's just any time you're together. Call each other out. Encourage each other. Encourage each other in love and of good works, meaning that we're supposed to love one another and continuing to produce fruits. No matter where we are or whatever the situation is, we are to always encourage each other. Again, I hope you have a great weekend. Looking forward to the next podcast on this coming Monday. Check out our YouTube channel. Also make sure to subscribe to this and our YouTube channel and check out our website as well. Appreciate you and we'll see you on the next podcast.